0: 127, line Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard
1: unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about
0: retirement. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in for another edition of the podcast. It's The Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover and myself talking investing, finance, and retirement. And we're going to talk about planning for things we can't predict. We've obviously had a very rocky start to 2022. Uh, The market's going to be the first thing, obviously, that we're going to wind up going through. And you cannot predict what's going to happen with some of these things, but yet you still have to figure out a way to plan for them. So we're going to talk about that a little bit with Steve this week on the show. What's going on, my friend? How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Mark. How are you?
0: Hanging in there. Looking forward to, uh, well, you know, March is basically almost over at the time we're doing this. So happy to have some spring. I'm (laughs) with you on that. It's officially spring. And then, you know, whether Mother Nature wants to stay cooperative or not remains to be seen. But hey, you can't predict the weather, right? I mean, they can get close, they get ideas, but sometimes they're completely wrong. And that kind of works a little bit with what we're going to talk about today because I've got four things here, Steve, that we still have to figure out a way to kind of plan for these things, even though we can't truly or accurately predict them. So maybe you can walk us through you know, how to look at that or the right kind of mindset to approach some of these, okay? Sounds good. All right, so let's jump in. Like I said, I mentioned the market. Uh, Obviously, that's going to be the first one almost every time. Uh, It's been rough, right? 22 has been rough. We've seen a lot of uh, issues before the Ukraine thing. We've seen many more since. And so you just never know when the next downturn is going to be or prolonged downturn. And I've talked to advisors all over the country uh, like yourself, and many of them say once people learn what you do, inevitably somebody sometimes is going to walk up to you and go, hey, when's the next market crash, right? (laughs) Like you somehow know, you know.
1: Yeah. I wish I knew. I mean, who, who knows? Yeah, I mean, exactly. if says they're going to know, they don't know, nobody knows what's going to happen with the market. So if somebody says they can predict what's going to happen, they either have inside information, which is illegal or they're full of it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, there's historical data, right? Typically that there is some things, there is some indicators kind of like the weather, right? I was just talking about, that kind of give, uh, you know, kind of an overview and they get ideas. But I mean, this this bull run we've been on for the last 12 plus years is also kind of throws that in a tizzy, right? It kind of messes up some of that data as well, because it, the market, we were talking about this earlier in the month when we did a podcast about, uh, it's just not been allowed to do its normal thing.
1: That's right. Federal Reserve has kind of come in and saved it, or the federal government's coming in to save it, not to let it actually fully
0: over the last uh, couple of years, correct, right?
1: Yeah, correct itself. And what you get is an artificially inflated uh, market. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how the Federal Reserve uh, raises interest rates going forward because they're going to have to because inflation is way too high. And the Federal Heck Reserve's yeah. job yeah. is to manage inflation. And the only way they manage inflation is worth interest rates. So we'll have to see how they do.
0: Well, so if we can't predict for when the next market crash is going to happen, Steve, then how in the world do we plan for it? Uh, you have a good strategy in place that's going to, because think about this. Okay. If you if you just walk into retirement, let's say in 19 or 20 uh, during the pandemic or right before it, let's just say you you hit retirement. That was the time you were supposed to go. You were kind of retiring on a high note from a market standpoint, but the reality is if you live 30 years in retirement, you're going to see multiple, at least you should anyway, right? You're going to see multiple cycles in the market. So you have to plan to be able to retire in just about any economy. Correct?
1: Absolutely. You have to. And each person's risk tolerance is totally different and the way we plan for it is different for everyone, but you're absolutely right. There are ways to making sure that we we are able to stay invested but yet, give us some hedging against any kind of downside of the market uh, because that will kill a retirement. If you lose 30, 40% of your money in one year, mm-hmm. that can really derail a, a nice portfolio for retirement. Okay. There are ways of hedging that so that people don't get hurt with it and don't have to worry about it.
0: Now, that's kind of like the the bucket strategy, if you will, right? So you've got your long-term monies, your now monies, so on and so forth. And a lot of times when you're thinking about your long-term monies, that's the money that's going to be more at the exposure to the market, right? So it's going to, if it goes down, we've have some downturns, so on and so forth, but it's that longer term money. So if you have the strategy and the plan and you don't mess with it, you don't panic, then you know the odds are you're playing that odds that it's going to come back like the market typically does. Am, am I correct there?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you have to do that because the only way, just I always tell everybody, the only way you're going to outdo inflation over the long term, especially now, is you have to be invested in the stock market. You have to own equities, stocks. It's the only place that it's going to happen. Bonds are not going to do it for you. Nothing is going to do it for you other than owning equity, even in normal inflation times. Exactly. The only time you're ever going to do out inflation is owning equities. That's it. There's no other way. And you have to structure your portfolio, as you said, in the bucket formation or formula to address that.
0: Well, you know, we can't plan for the next market crash or market downturn. We've had 12, well, 13 maybe years of of good markets and so we get a little sleepy, we get a little lulled to sleep and we kind of think, "Uh, eh, it's going to go on forever." This obviously what's happened here in 22 is kind of showing us that it may not. So you got to plan to be able to survive in any economy, so make sure you're doing that. We'll move on to the next one here, Steve, and that's healthcare costs. Again, like the others, there's indicators and I and I think maybe this is a little going to be a little bit easier to predict. Than the market, you know, timing the market, obviously, but the smart money is probably on the fact that in twenty years, healthcare costs will be higher than they are now. So, twenty years into your retirement, you need to be prepared for that fact.
1: Exactly. Fidelity Investments actually did a research report, and they said the average retiree is going to spend anywhere from two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars in healthcare expenses, on top of whatever they're paying in Medicare.
0: And that was a couple of years ago, right?
1: That's right. So it. We are living longer. We are not living better as we get long. We're just not dying like we used to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, You know, think about it. Your your grandparents years ago, fall, break a hip, they die pretty quick. They fall, break a hip, break a leg. They just are healed and live on another 15 years. So we're living much longer, notwithstanding the pandemic, because that's going to go away. Um, But we're living longer. And, and it's a multiplier.
0: They call that the, yeah. risk, uh, the risk multiplier, right? Because everything else now, uh, you're, well, risk to the market, right? And risk to uh, taxes or inflation, all that stuff gets magnified.
1: Exactly. So we live longer. So we have to plan for that. And the statistics bear it out that if you are a married couple and you're in your 60s, there is a 90 to 95% chance one of you is going to end up needing care, meaning a nursing home or home care or something because the other spouse passes away and you are left by yourself and you're going to need care, whether that's getting in and out of bed, whether that's dressing, what have you. So we need to make sure we hedge that uh, risk. And it's a risk that people don't like to talk about because a couple of reasons. Number one, nobody likes to talk about that. And secondly, nobody wants to pay anything to hedge that risk. So they're willing to take the chance Mm -hmm. that it's not going to happen to them And unfortunately, we know the odds it's going to happen to one of them.
0: Yeah, exactly. So again, you can't predict these things, but you still got to plan for them. Uh, and so again, the smart money is on the fact that more than likely, twenty years from now, it's going to cost us more in healthcare than it does today, especially with just the state of the world and how things have been going. And, and that leads me to my next one, which is taxes. You know, what's the tax rate going to be three presidents from now? Because we've got all this political infighting, we've we've got all this contention amongst you know the country and the divide with the different parties as of late. It seems like it's more contentious than it has been in a very long time. But at the end of the day, none of that really matters when it comes to planning for your strategy. Because again, if you live long enough in retirement, you have an enjoyable you know, 20, 25 years, 30 years, whatever that might be, you're going to see multiple administrations come and go, and they're going to do different things that will or will not affect the tax rates. And so you can't really necessarily plan for it, Steve. All you can do is be as efficient as you can be now. Is that the best way to look at it?
1: Well. Yes and and no. Okay. Um, Okay. We do know rates are going to go up on January 1st of 2026, because right now, the current tax rates we have sunset on December 31st of 2025, if nothing is done between now and then.
0: We go back to what it was during the Obama administration. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So everything goes up. So unless something happens between now and then, that's where we're going to be. Now, the other part of that is we know rates are going to have to go up. We are right now uh, at thirty trillion in debt, with us steaming towards thirty-one trillion dollars in debt. And with that high debt, sometime it's going to happen. The cost of servicing that debt is going up as well. So the federal government's going to need more revenue. However, they get it, they're going to need it because right now they're bringing in a little over four trillion a year. Mm-hmm they're spending 6.8 trillion a year yeah crazy so they're, they're paying they're spending over two trillion more than what we're bringing in and we're bringing in more money now than we ever have and unfortunately that money coming in only covers Medicare Medicaid the Defense Department and the servicing of the debt that's it so wow. after yeah. that we're borrowing money and if when interest rates start to go up our borrowing costs go up Right now, we're at about five hundred billion dollars a year in interest expense. Think about it: interest rates go up by fifty percent. We're now closing in on a trillion dollars
0: uh, <laughs> in it, interest. It's mind-boggling, it right? Interest:
1: twenty-five yeah. percent of the revenue just goes to interest. Just think about that in your own budget. Sure. If you if you're, you're you you bring in a hundred thousand dollars a year, twenty-five thousand of that's going to pay
0: interest. That's
1: just unbelievable.
0: Well, and so. We know again, kind of like the healthcare, the odds are smart money is probably on the fact that the, you know taxes are probably going to go up, you know, and we're certainly probably not going to see the numbers that we're at now. And so maybe I phrased that wrong earlier, but that kind of brings me back to that point of so do we try to be as efficient as we can today, especially you know if we're getting close or even into retirement so that we can be you know we can kind of structure something because just like you know a strategy for investing and a strategy for the long- term monies and the short- term monies, you should have a, st- a tax strategy as well.
1: Exactly. And my biggest one I preach to everybody is get as much money into a Roth as you can. A Roth IRA, either where you're contributing money or where you're converting an existing IRA to a Roth uh, IRA or uh, contributing money to your Roth 401k or Roth 403b, because a Roth will be tax-free income. So it is imperative that you get money into that tax-free bucket. And it may cost you a little tax now, but we're at the lowest tax rates we've ever been and are for the next, for, you know, next three years, you can get some real money into that bucket and you'll be so much happier when you start having to take it out for income where you don't have to declare it as income.
0: Yeah. So again, a good tax strategy is going to go a long way. Uh, we, you know, what is it? The devil, you know, right? We know what the tax rates are now. And to your point, even if nothing changes the government currently doesn't do anything in 26. We're going to go back. And so if you were in the 22, Steve, I think you're going what, back to the 25 or the 28 maybe? So 25. 25, Yeah. So I mean, hey, 3% more, 3% more, 3% more on maybe a million dollars in an IRA is still, you know, whatever the case might be. Right. So making sure that you're being tax efficient is certainly important. We can't predict what's going to happen. We got a good guess with taxes, but you still got to plan for it. All right. Final one, Steve, the longevity conversation. We kind of had it a little bit you know, if we all had a stamp on us, your job would be super easy, right? If you knew your expiration date, like a gallon of milk, uh, your job would be fantastic. You could make the world's greatest plan every time without fail, but we don't have that. And so there's indicators just like all these other things. There's the family history and so on and so forth, but ultimately, you don't know how long you're going to live. Uh, All the men in my family have died early. My brother at 57, my father at 63, my grandfather at 60. So it'd be easy for me to say, hey, I'm going to party, spend all my money because I'm going to be dead by 70. But what if I'm wrong, right? And what have I done to my spouse if I'm wrong?
1: That's exactly right. I've talked to a number of people that say that. And it's like, well, what if you're wrong? Let's plan on the fact that you're wrong and you're the outlier of the family. You're the one that's going to live to 90, 95 years old. Let's plan for that. Don't plan to die at at 70 because you may not. And if you've not planned properly, you could have a real serious problem.
0: Yeah. So how do we go about strategizing for some of that stuff? Right. Because even if you are convinced, right. Okay. That's fine. But again, are you, you know, do you really want to do that to your loved one? Right. So even if you're convinced that you're going to pass away early, what is the strategy in place for that longevity? What do you typically run plans to Steve? 90, 95. What do you do?
1: I'm up to ninety or ninety-five, depending upon the person and when we're we're starting to work. If they're younger, we take it up to ninety-five. If maybe they're a little older, we do about ninety. Um, but we always have a hedge in there. It, it does. We I never run a plan to where we're out of money at ninety mm-hmm. or we're out of money at ninety-five. We want to have some excess at that point, nevertheless, because of what's going on with the markets, and and you never can't predict. So you always want to hedge on a on the upside. You always want to have. Okay, we're going to plan for you to to go to age ninety. Mm-hmm. But even at age ninety, we're still going to have. Some we got money like there.
0: a buffer, right?
1: Right. Yeah. A hedge. So we've got to do that. And as you said, you know, your spouse is going to if you think you're going to die early. Well, then your spouse is going to you know lose a portion of the Social Security if for you're sure. on Social Security.
0: Yeah, they're going to be paying more in taxes to our prior conversation, right?
1: Right. And 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 a single taxpayer pays higher. Uh, in the rates. Um, the other part is they're going to lose a portion of the income because they're going to lose a portion of the social security. So that's going right. to be a reduction right. of income. So we have to take all of these things into play. And as I said, each person's plan is totally different, but uh, you you have to do some planning and you just can't say, well, we'll be fine when, well, no, I know you won't be because I know you're going to lose about a third of your income when one of you dies mm-hmm. and because that's where the social security goes away and you know we have to plan on that
0: well hopefully you know uh, this one we realize we're all going to pass away at some point you know the mortality rates are 100% as far as i know right everybody's going to die at some point so hopefully you've got that strategy in place but Thinking about that from that aspect of whether it's long lifespan or short, because there's definitely a lot of people who feel like, and that kind of leads to that question a lot of times, Steve, about the whole turning Social Security on. I'm turning it on at 62 because I know I'm going to die early and I want my money back and there's a break-even line and there's lots of things to consider. So, Strategy really comes into place when you're talking about planning for things that we can't technically predict. You still have to have something in place. So if you need some help, definitely reach out to Steve. Have a conversation. I know earlier in the month, Steve, we were giving out the um, the white paper on the market. Would you like to give out another copy of that again this week?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've got a copy of Understanding Market Corrections. I'd be happy to send everybody a copy of that. It it gives you some ideas of what you can do and things to consider when we have very yep. choppy markets like we're going and through it, right now.
0: Right. And it looks like that's probably it could be here to stay for a while. So if you like a copy of that, it's complimentary, just email Steve, Steve H at wealthpartnerscorp.com. That's Steve H at wealthpartnerscorp.com. Or stop by the website. You can find the information there as well. You can reach out to him through wealthpartnerskc.com. We'll have the information in the description on the on the podcast as well, WealthPartnersKC.com. And you can subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartStitcher, whatever platform you like to use. Or just call Steve if you have some questions. Please, before you take any action, you should always check with a qualified financial professional like Steve Hoover at Wealth Partners Corporation, 913-685-3207. Steve, thanks for hanging out, my friend. I'll catch you a little later on. The next time I talk to you, we'll fully be in the spring, and uh, hopefully we'll have some good weather to chat about.
1: That's great, Mark. Here, I want to leave everybody with one thought from one of the greatest philosophers ever on money, former heavyweight champion, Mike Tyson. (laughs) Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan going into the ring until they get hit in the face. Yep. Well, everybody tells me they have a plan and until they get hit in the face, they have to make adjustments. So always keep that in mind. Plans are made to adjust no matter what. They're not stagnant.
0: That's right. Hey, he he had some good wisdom from time to time. And that one makes a lot of sense. We've all got a plan until we get punched in the mouth. And so uh, that kind of wakes you up to some things. So folks, thanks for hanging out. We appreciate your time as always, Steve. I'll catch you next time here on the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover.